0: Hey gang, welcome back to Betting Everything with Wheels on the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil, as always, I'm talking by my main man, Steve. Steve, what's
1: happening? Hey, we're uh, we're back after our two-week hiatus, so it feels good to be back. It feels good to be hanging out with you again and the, and the, you know, the listeners. Uh, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, man, last weekend, Steve, we, we should just rip the band-aid off. Let's talk about all the things that went wrong um what happened last week dude we we got mopped up uh in in all three races nothing went right for us last week
1: no unfortunately not um really it was uh just really unfortunate i think uh we're on the right side of a lot of the plays that we made fortunately just really um those last couple restarts really is what did us in obviously uh and that, that watched the end of that, that race knows exactly what I'm talking about, you know.
0: Yeah, buddy, we were we were in really good shape uh with 14 laps to go. We had our outright pick, Ross Chastain. He was restarting on the front row. Uh, we had fellow top five wager, Kyle Larson, starting right alongside of him. Martin Truix had worked his way back up in the fifth. So with 14 laps to go, we had all three of our top five wagers in the right spot. Uh we had all uh, most I guess of the head-to-heads were in good shape as well and everything just went poorly from there what do you think about this Ross Chastain Kyle Larson feud and and what are you looking for going
1: forward how does it affect things well I mean uh, I think these two guys are equally I, not maybe not equally but we've seen, a, we see a lot of aggression for both these guys on a weekly basis. And I, I think Chasing just gets more flack than Larson does. But I mean, Larson uh, he's been involved in a lot of incidents this year as well. Uh, and, and to an extent last year, I mean, Larson and priest at Bristol dirt um, Larson and chase Elliott has, has had, 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 you know, run-ins multiple times. So, um, you know Larson is certainly not completely innocent in this uh, ordeal either, but uh, certainly uh, I mean, they certainly went at it this week,
0: yeah, dude i I um th- this is my my home is a house divided, you know i'm a I'm a big Ross Chastain fan, and Kyle Larson is the apple of Brandy's eye. and uh you know we were we were the epitome of that crowd they zoomed in on. Uh, during the final couple restarts, when they started next to each other, just an absolute house divided. And while I was yelling profane language, Brandy was talking about what a big bully Ross is. And uh, I was just like, man, Larson is involved in a lot of this stuff as well. He's highly regarded as, you know, one of the best race car drivers on the planet. Certainly probably the best in, in North America. And, you know, I, I, Ross just
1: just gets a bad rap for all of it yeah i mean uh ross i mean ross is really just an example of kind of uh nascar in 2023 and today and now it's it, it's about winning and uh winning and to get into the playoffs and locking your spot in for a championship um trying trying to get back there again ross is obviously trying to do that he doesn't have a win yet so uh, Larson has a win already. Ross does not. So I'm sure Ross felt like he might've been in the right there to kind of play his hand a little more aggressively and try and get his first win of the year. Uh, we know how important his wins are. So, uh, Ross, that's how he, that's how he drives. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking Steve to
0: myself, you know, you know, Ross gets blamed for everything. I, Christopher Bell blamed. Ross Chastain for an incident earlier this year and Ross wasn't even anywhere near him. You know, that's just like the, the, the temperature of the garage. Everybody is going to blame the one. So, you know, on the other hand, everybody's going to give the one a hard time. Nobody's going to going to cut this guy a break. So you got to think, yes, he's unapologetically aggressive, which is awesome. That's what got him the ride. He's been great in the next gen car, but you also have to think he hasn't won a race in over a year. You know, so at what point is it his fault? At what point, you know, should other guys give him a little bit of a break? I, I just I, it, it's hard to quantify it. And we are NASCAR gamblers, so we have to quantify it. So what are we what are we looking to do? I you
1: mean, know, I guess one, one more note I wanted to include as well on this matter. Um, Justin Marks has been um, defending Ross very strongly ever since he's gotten in uh, in that trackhouse organization. And then uh, this week we heard uh, Cliff Daniels crew chief for Larson really upset with uh, kind of Ross's actions because they're both Chevy uh, drivers, of course. So I, I think um, you know, we heard Rick Hendrick um, upset um, because these are, these are two Chevy drivers. And they, I guess he kind of uh, – Put the word out there; they was unhappy, you know, unhappy with the situation. So he kind of got into the ears of Chevy a little bit, I guess. You know, the higher ups mm-hmm. kind of tried to put a stop to this. And uh, I guess I think that I think this is Justin Marks kind of his hand being forced by by you know Chevy to uh, try to calm things down with his drivers to an extent. Yeah, yeah, but
0: you know, I, I think it's it's bully ball by um you know Rick Hendrick to to use that that to play that card, I should say, you know, to to cry to Daddy Chevy um about <laughs> Ross Chastain. It, it's it's I I didn't I didn't like it. Ross, I think handled it in the media the right way. You know, he said, oh it's you know it's cool that, that Rick Hendrick knows my name, although it's not for the right reasons right now and so on and so forth. But you know Rick Hendrick has a lot of Chevy dealerships. He sells a lot of a lot of Chevrolets and you know I, I think he was forcing Chevy's hand, like he said that that forced Justin Marks's hand, and and that kind of sucks. You know, I, I feel like there's there's not a place for that, um, because it used to be the boys will be boys, you know, and 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 have at it, and and that has sort of disappeared. Um, you know, everybody takes things personally, and um, I mean, th- there were other guys, Steve coming up, like Joey Logano, sort of had that that moniker that he'll he'll use the front bumper to get you out of the way brad Kislowski when he was coming up and, and these guys are champions so sure i you know I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to you know ross getting back in the victory lane but i i think he's he's made it hard on himself whether it's directly his fault or not
1: yeah i mean something else to think about too um like like you mentioned all these those rookies you know gano keselowski etc these you know those, those guys make mistakes earlier on in their careers and some people say oh ross has been embracing for a long time but he was racing in the back with lower, lower funded teams. Now he's racing up front. So he's got to learn a different kind of racing craft. He's only been in, in, in this kind of situation now for a few years. So, yeah, um, I mean,
0: he, he's racing it, against different guys. He's at the, the pointy end of the spear, as, as some may say. Um, it wasn't long ago. He was driving absolute shit boxes, you know, five, seven laps down. So um, it's different it's different. He hadn't had a chance to make those, those mistakes. So I think we're, we're seeing him learn and grow. And I think he is supremely talented. I mean, and that's what kind of gravitated us towards him by all means, all this, this talk about Ross Chastain is wonderful for the sport. It, it's getting the eyes on the sport. Um, but it, it's, it's just bad for betting. It's hard to quantify. There's, it's hard to, to find the, the anomalies in the data. So Um, You know, I'm glad we got to talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I'm glad we covered it because this has been a really strong talking point the past few weeks. It feels like he's in the news every week. So it's a good point to kind of uh, hash out and give our thoughts. So, Obviously it affected us in a heavy way last week, so (laughs) both in matchups and
0: outright. So yeah. Yeah. And the week prior with Kyle Larson, you know, leading at the 399 and a half mile mark that that sucked too. So we're due, you know, as John Hyslop would say, we are absolutely due for things to turn around. Uh, We've got a very, very different week this week, Steve. Um, It's the all-star week for the cup and we're visiting a new old track uh, at North Wilkesboro Speedway. This this track has been reborn, if you will. And uh, it's the first time the Cup Cup boys have taken laps here since 1996 when Jeff Gordon won in his number 24 Rainbow Warriors car. So uh, let's start off with the truck, Steve. And this is an absolutely loaded field. Lots of Cup drivers in this one. Um, what did you see in practice today? What stood out? Um, and And what are
1: you looking at? Well, to, um, I, I got to say, I haven't had a whole lot of time to kind of uh, soak in visually, one, you know, the racetrack in the practice session today. But I did have a chance to look at the averages. I know I, I know I heard you mention that, the, you know, they're slipping around, sliding around a lot. Huge lack of grip. They haven't repaved the surface, you know, since they were racing there over 20 years ago. So uh, 1981
0: <laughs> was the last repave. We're, we're talking right. more than 40 years. This, we're, this we're sucker is, before, yeah, worn out. Since before I was born, so. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Steve, I you know, I said in my article, and I'll, I'll just, I'll say it here. I am 36, and I know what kind of noises I make when I get out of bed. I, I'm worn <laughs> out, you know, so I can't imagine you know, this track five years, my senior, what that, what that does.
1: Yeah. So uh, we're going to have needless to say, we're going to have some tire wear this weekend, right? We are. Yeah. I I would expect, uh, you know, lots of comers
0: and goers with, with the tire wear in the, you know, me and you were, were the opposites. I have not looked at the data. That's, that's a Steve thing. Uh, But I did watch practice and uh, the back ends of the, the trucks were really, really squirrely look like grip was at a super high premium um you know and and in that same breath we're going to see Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, um Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, William Byron in these trucks and these are all guys um you know that that have some superior pedigree and and Larson was was really loose so it was, it's going to be fun to drive and fun to watch I would imagine
1: yeah, for sure. Um, anytime you have these worn out racetracks, um, you, it very much puts the, um, results into the driver's hands with their pure natural ability to <clears throat> conserve tires, to get around there, um, save, uh, really just puts them in control a little bit more. So that's good for us kind of helps us be able to pinpoint who could be good and not good. So with that in mind, uh, Looking into the numbers a little bit, uh, we want we want guys to have good long run speed. We don't want them uh, burning up their stuff too quick. And um, that in mind, uh, starting out with the, with the outrights. Uh, I know you like Kyle Larson, so I guess go ahead and uh, start out with him. Yeah, listen, we're 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 on Kyle Larson. The, the thing was three to one at Bet Rivers and SuperBook
0: and Bet three sixty five. Uh, most places in the market today. After practice, it has moved to around 250 market wide. Um, I, I like I like Kyle here number one because he's got some dirt background. You you may you may have heard that the guy likes to drive on dirt, and you know with a loose race car and, and lack of grip, I just think that's a natural marriage. Is taking Kyle Larson uh, in a, in a truck, you know that that doesn't have much grip where 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 the rear tires are coming around. So. Uh, 3-1 to felt like a really good price. The one worry, Steve, that that you brought to mind was how not good that Spire truck was
1: last weekend. Yeah, we had LaJoy running that at Darlington. I think you brought the point that they kind of missed on the setup a little bit. I think that's pretty obvious. I think he was running around the 20s all day, so not what you want, but certainly have to understand Larson is going to be bumping up the driver talent level there a bit, of course, with him in that in that truck and um, certainly showed in the practice data. Larson was appeared to be fourth best uh, in average on about a 10 lap run. So I would say that's a good sign. Uh, He didn't unload all that fast. It looks like Uh, so we saw like last week, Darlington Larson, extremely good on a long run. So uh, you take these averages and you kind of stretch them out a little bit more and he's probably going to be, the best truck uh, on the long haul. So kind of makes sense why that price moved a little bit. I imagine that uh, he has a pretty good showing. We're not going to be qualifying until the morning though. So uh, we're kind of still going into this a little bit blind. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um,
0: you know, when you extrapolate extrapolate that data and pull it out, like you said, I I think he's going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, It's always tough to bet a short number like this. But, you know, it's, you have to think back to when like Kyle Bush is in the field. It's even money, right? And mm-hmm. we're getting Kyle Larson at three times that. So that's pretty, that's a pretty good way to look at it,
1: right? Doesn't that feel like value now? Yeah, definitely. I, I think the, r- the reason why I would say it's shorter is because you have these other cup guys, you, you know, have Wayne Byron, Christopher Bell, um, Bubba Wallace, Frost Chastain. Those guys, I think, are, are going to definitely, you know, make the odds longer on a guy like Kyle Larson. Uh, sure, but yeah, I mean, they're all in pretty good equipment, um, so it, I think it's going to be a really fun race to watch with all these Cup guys up there. Be interesting to see what Zane Smith does, and we have something on him that we'll talk about in a, in a minute. So, yeah, be, let's I, just it's, it's, let's it's just get right one. to it, Steve. We we've got
0: Zane Smith uh, as a top three. At plus four seventy five over at Bet three sixty five, that one felt so good. That's like a win a win price on Zane, and we're getting for a top three. Um, he, he runs hard everywhere. He always seems to be in the mix. He's good on the shorties. Um, what What do you like about Zane?
1: I really like the fact that Zane is coming back here to a short track. Um, it, if you've been if you've been paying attention um, at all, it, you've, you've noticed that Zane Smith kind of uh, he's okay on the intermediates, but where he's been shining really is on the short tracks. Uh, he was extremely fast at Martinsville. Only problem was he just didn't have enough time to kind of show his worth at Martinsville with the rain stoppages and the, the wet tires, and it was just really uh, not the not a race where the the best guys are running up front. So. You take it, you take a, you put Zane Smith back in situation here. He's, he's running every week, uh, you know, well, every race in the truck series, uh, these cup guys now come down to the truck series and th- this truck drive is significantly different than the, uh, than the upper series. Now it's, it's, it's not really close it, like it used to be. So you get a guy that's comfortable in the truck. Uh, he's not going back and forth between two vehicles and, uh, I've, you see a lot of success from uh, the, the truck series regulars uh, at this point. So now we, we get a guy like Larson you got a guy like uh, Zane Smith. You got a couple uh, different options there and hopefully they both run well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I like Zane a lot. Uh, anytime we can get a good price on him. I, I like to bet on him because I just think the kid has a lot of talent. So i um, really interested to see what he's going to do in a top three, a plus 475 man. That feels super good. Uh, for the head-to-head, Steve, we, we, we've we got three of them on the card. Zane Smith over Christopher Bell, that was plus 120 pre-flop. Nick Sanchez over Carson Hosevar, that was uh, even money. It was a pick-em, a 100 at DraftKings. Uh, Grant Enfinger over Corey Heim, minus 115 over DraftKings. Let's start with Zane over Christopher Bell. What
1: made you take that matchup? Uh, more of a numbers player for me here. Yeah. Um... Again, just Zane Smith kind of showing a lot of strength at short tracks, and um, kind of uh, equipment's okay for Christopher Bell, but it's not. Um, it's not great. Actually, it's that Hattori truck. Yeah, it's the one that Austin Hill uh, used <laughs> to run back in. He was back in the Truck Series, so might not be top tier for for Bell, and and, and Christopher Bell hasn't, like I said, like I said before about experience and. Uh, in truck series bell hasn't been dropping down to the truck series all that much uh recently so might be a little bit a little bit of learning curve run, learning the truck again so uh plan i just the number is very good plus 120 um just that was kind of my thought process there
0: yeah i mean um in practice uh kyle larson got around bell pretty easily um you know when they were both mid-run so um i just i think i think Larson's equipment is much better than Christopher bells. And, you know, and then I looked it up, I was like, ah, that's the old Austin Hill machine. So, um, you know, I, I just, I would imagine there's certainly going to be a, uh, you know, an equipment disparity there because Zane's running for a championship. So those guys are all in on, on that truck. So next up, Steve, we've got a a matchup that the price moved the wrong way. And unless you haven't bet it already, now you're going to get a much better price Nick Sanchez over Carson Hosovar, I see that at plus 145. Oh, I'm sorry, plus 165 now instead of the even money where we got it. Hosovar had a pretty good practice session. Do you still like this or no?
1: I mean, if you're getting a matchup at, you know, plus 140, plus 150 in that range, I mean, for Nick Sanchez, uh, they haven't – reminder, they haven't qualified yet, and track position is going to be pivotal – uh in this race uh along with obviously uh you know tire conservation uh but you know this is a short track but track position matters a ton so um if sanchez out qualifies so far uh, it's it's gonna go back the other way so with that in yeah. mind i mean we know hosts qualified i'm not qualified but we know he practiced well for sure but we don't know where he's gonna qualify. Uh, track conditions could be different tomorrow. You just you just never know. So um, I, I think that's a little bit of an over adjustment there. Josevar uh, is not has not been the cleanest uh, racer on the track, as we know. I, that's something I kind of mentioned with you today. I I, I don't. Uh, it's it's hard to trust a guy like Josevar in matchups. So I don't mind still taking the guy in, in Sanchez to. Uh, at a, at a nice price. Yeah, man, I, I'm probably going to bet this again because it's plus
0: 165 on Superbook right now. Like you said, there hasn't even been qualifying yet. This is just based off a practice session. Um, you know, also when I was listening to Corey Lejoy this weekend, he said that Hasavar is really, really an immature driver. He flips everyone off that, that passes him. Uh, he's kind of a real jerk out there. So, uh, you know, he, he probably doesn't have a lot of friends, they're going to be using the bumper quite a bit. Uh, eight tires are better than four. So maybe somebody's gonna use Josevar up. And um, you know, he 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 tends to find trouble as well. So next up, Steve, we got Grant Enfinger over Corey Heim. I begged you to put this on the card, but but do you like it as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually feel better about it now after looking at the practice data. Um I'm Grant Enfinger to me is a guy that uh, usually runs better than he practices and qualifies. And he practiced pretty well today. I uh, hang around that top 10. Um, he's going up against Corey Heim. Really Corey Heim's a great short track racer. Um, not, it was not great in practice. So if you, um, consider that, um, Heim was around 15th and finger around top 10. So, um, Definitely take a look at Endfinger this weekend. He's uh, he's got, he's got kind of a kind of a veteran guy in a Truck Series. So yeah, kind of, I kind of feel like you kind of need that kind of a trait at this at a racetrack like this. Yeah. So I mean, this this race seemed
0: to have a lot of parallels with the the race at IRP last year, sure uh, where Endfinger won, and um, you know, Endfinger made a late call to put on tires. I think there was like ten left. Um, you know, and then he, he drove through the field with the help of a couple overtimes, but I kind of see it playing out the same way, especially, uh, with tire fall off being so dramatic, the importance of, of having a set of tires and then is just a strategic guy. He's a veteran and he's pulled this very move before. So, uh, we do see a lot of late cautions in the truck series. So I think, you know, and might be, might be a guy that you want to have tucked in your back pocket, especially against Corey Heim. So, uh, I really like this play. I'm glad you jumped on with me.
1: All right. How are we closing it out in the, in the truck series? What's that? Yeah, that's that's all I got. All right. Moving on to the cup series
0: then. Let's do it. So it's the all-star race, Steve. This is not a normal race with the two stages and then the, the, the final long haul. Um, we saw a practice session this afternoon, and then we saw a – Pick crew challenge that determined the starting grid for tomorrow's heat races what what is it how does that resonate with you did you like it did you not like it
1: so uh i'm very happy that you're on the show especially this week because i'm gonna need a little bit of assistance with the format at times It's, it's gonna be kind of a crazy format this weekend um i haven't paid um as much attention and focus to it as as i kind of would have liked so i know i know you've been studying it well so i I appreciate you there Uh, i did see a little bit of the pit crew challenge today um interesting uh a lot of penalties on loose wheels and lug nuts and there's a little bit little bit crazy there uh and it determines it kind of determines your starting position for the heats so correct
0: so um, it, it, determined both. So th- for the open, which is the guys that didn't win a race in 2022 or 23 guys that aren't champions, guys that aren't already in the field. Um, so, uh, it was paramount for them that, that this, it was like very, very important. Um, you know, that they, they nailed this pit crew challenge and it's all the bottom tier team. So we saw some really funny stuff. Uh, we saw some really poor mistakes and, and bad execution, which I thought was funny from the lesser teams. But, um, you know, there were a ton of penalties, dude. Uh, Kieslowski put the thing in second and it was a loose tire. Um, just penalties everywhere.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, it kind of unfortunately affected some of our outrights, race will, which we will discuss, uh, shortly here. Um, kind of different, uh, it's an, it's an interesting week as far as this goes. It's really cool. They're going back to a, a racetrack like this in Norfolk, uh, Wilkesboro. Um, yeah, the, I, um, I've never seen a race live I, at this place. So
0: yeah, you're like five years younger than me. So you would have been like crawling around on, you know,
1: in diapers <laughs> and stuff. You definitely I, wouldn't have remembered that. I'm, I'm not sure if I was watching NASCAR at three years old. So yeah, but, um, going to pull your arch- archives out to
0: see this one. Right. So tomorrow what we're going to see uh actually or is that is it Sunday? I think the heats are tomorrow, right? Heats are tomorrow night 7:30 p.m., yeah. Okay, so there's going to be two 60 lap heats. And how it will work, Steve, is um you know the the final grid from the results of the first heat will be the inside row for the open and then the winners of the you know and then the finishing order for the second heat will be the outside row i think that's right either way it's going to be one of the rows and um uh you'll have an extra set of tires so there could be some strategy you're going to start on stickers and you know we we can't bet on these which kind of sucks but we can bet on the all-star open and we've made some wagers for this one. Now, the All-Star Open, Steve, is a 100-lap jaunt. There's going to be a competition caution around lap 40. The boys are starting on stickers, and they'll have one set of tires in the pits. And we are on Storthaus Racing in a big way. Uh, we we dutched a half a unit on the outrights. We took Ryan Priest plus 500, Almarola plus 550. And then the two advance market, which I thought was pretty cool on Bet Rivers, that's just – for the guys to finish first or second to advance into the open we went full unit blast on Ryan Priest full unit Eric Almarola. that's plus 175 and plus 200 why are we on these guys
1: um for me I was looking at how Stuart Haas performed so far this year at short tracks um I was looking at Martinsville and um Chase Briscoe is an example if you want to pull a guy from Stuart Hawks Racing who has been absolutely abysmal this year. But well, he ran very well at Martinsville in you know, short tracks where um, arrow's not as much of a factor. And his teammate, er- Eric Camarola, I have as one of the top-performing cars at Martinsville. Uh, so that in mind, uh, you, you put Almirola into the, uh, an event like the All-Star Open with a much weaker field. And you should have a decent uh, opportunity to for him to win that event. So uh, practice times are good, I believe. So just got to overcome yeah. the practice starting position, it sounds like. Yep, Almirola and Preece,
0: uh both practiced pretty well. Um, but they are starting eighth and ninth in this weekend field. Uh, priest, man, he led 135 straight laps for us. The last time we were on a short track, this one, you know, it's kind of the same logic. The dude is awesome in a modified, you know, on short tracks, granted, this is a stock car, uh, but this is where he can really shine. So Almirola also, surprisingly, I used Richmond and Martinsville in my data set for the uh, next gen cars. So it was six races. Almirola was 14th overall, but he was number one of this roster. So, um, I think we're getting some, some good horses here and you know, that the prices will probably improve. So if you're listening now and you're not in the book club, go ahead and, you know, bet it at a better price than we got, uh, Ryan Priest starting eighth, Almarola starting ninth, both to advance.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, as you mentioned, Ryan priest, uh, grabbed the pole and let a bunch of laps, uh, just had that speeding penalty that killed him, uh, it didn't just kill him, Steve. No, it did not just kill him. It kind of killed us the same way it killed us with Ross, uh, with a Ross Chastain ticket. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've been in some good spots this year. Just gotta, just gotta have some th- more things go our way. We, get, we're, we're, you know, we save things for the second half, usually anyway, right? That's kind of that's our, kind of our mo- mojo. Yeah, we're we're second half
0: guys. We're second yeah. half guys. Yeah, um, things have to just start going better, but. Um, you know, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry starting on the front row. Those are the other two guys that I kind of think have a shot. Uh, Corey LaJoy starting third in this race because of his, his pit crew, which has actually been pretty good. So I think there are some guys ahead of Alma and Priest and they're going to, their teammates. So they'll probably work together, picking, picking these cars off. Uh, you got Gilliland, McDowell, Haley, Harrison Burton. So I, I, I think one or both of these guys are safely going to find themselves in a, a spot to, to transfer. So um next up, Steve, we um we have races for the actual Wilkesboro race, and that's for the open. We took Chase Elliott 14 to 1 and Brad Keslowski 25 to 1 to win this thing. Uh and I'll just piggyback off that. We're taking Keslowski for a third of, or I'm sorry, uh 0.3 units for a top three plus six fifty at DraftKings and Stenhouse 0.2 units at 18 to 1 at DraftKings. Why are we taking this group of, group of fellas?
1: Yeah, I know you had some question marks here for Ricky Stenhouse. And uh, and Chase. <laughs> well, I mean, fortunately for us, uh, Chase Elliott's going to start outside, I believe, first row. So for his heat, the, that's that's a good thing. Um, uh, if you want to start with, Ch- with Chase Elliott, the, what I kind of see from him was a good price in DraftKings. He was 14 to 1. And I like that price there. He I I feel like Chase is kind of starting to find his way back from his injury. Uh his teammate, William Byron, had a lot of speed and practice, kind of the best car, I believe, on the long run. So for me, it was kind of just taking, you know, the Hendrick Motorsports Brigade and uh grabbing a good number with Chase Elliott. Kind of uh, I think the books are lacking a little bit behind in his in his price. So um I think we certainly benefited from where he could be starting on Sunday in that regard. Uh, so, I like where we're at with him. Yeah, man, um it was it was a
0: price grab and and it just it was you know the DraftKings price was way out of line with the rest of the market as well. Uh I would have been tempted to even take it at the 12 to 1 that we saw at FanDuel. I think that that was probably more where we were thinking it was going to be. Um but with Kozlowski, Steve and Stenhouse these are both guys and, and Kislowski mostly was was who I had a strong feeling about. Um, they will zig when everybody else zags. So mm-hmm. Kislowski has been known to to run super long and get off schedule. Uh, this is a you know it's, it's a 200 lap race. You've got one set of stickers, one set of tires in the pits. Uh, so strategy can certainly come into it. when do you take that second set? Um, do you save it for a yellow? You know, what, what, are you, what are you doing with it? And, um, you know, it, it should be really interesting because Kozlowski also saves his stuff really well. So Kozlowski and Stenhouse, boy, we'd, we'd really be kicking ourselves if we didn't take a piece at these long odds, especially in a shorter field. Um, so is that is that kind of your thinking as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, the way I believe the format is uh, you can only put one set on for that final run on Sunday, right? So. Right. Uh, with that in mind, I, there could be, you know, there could be cautions and, and it could come at any time. So if you have a guy like Stenhouse, you who know, he, he's going to be probably running around. I mean, he's been running well. He, I, I would say he's definitely outperforming expectations this year. Oh, he's been so. way better this year than last year for sure. So I think you can you can kind of catch both angles there. He might just have the pace to keep up and I maybe mean, maybe run inside that top three, or he could get a little different, uh, put tires on a little bit later than the rest of the field and have that late surge. Uh, I really feel like this is kind of a higher variance event, so uh, I prefer to kind of go a little longer down the board because um, because of that. So. That's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking there, and uh, it, it's the same thing with Brad. Um, you mentioned the pit crew numbers are good. Obviously, that you know, obviously that was the case and today until he got the penalty. So they were flying. you you had the right angle there. Just again, didn't uh, get rewarded for uh, for that uh, handicapping aspect, but his pace on track was good for Kozlowski. So again, catching kind of both angles on, in a good way there right
0: um let's see so for the other wagers we made uh we've got some head-to-heads we're taking chase elliott over ross chastain martin truex over ross chastain so we're going with double chastain uh fade why don't we like ross
1: so uh, ross obviously we we're we're fans of ross chastain I, i love ross uh love his aggression love his persona um however i mean the the short tracks have not really been his strong suit um uh, we know i I mentioned this before but martinsville last year wasn't all that great um okay at phoenix but we're all, uh, chastain makes his makes his hay on intermediate tracks he's always seen and had the best car at places like like las vegas darlington really good um you know so Fast oval is kind of where Chastain shines, and this is anything but a fast oval. This is a racetrack where you're gonna be, uh, you're not gonna, you're just gonna be kind of slow, slow wheeling around that track, and um, struggles play struggles more at places like this. So, you get it, it, Elliot, Elliott, uh, fast, you know, Hendrick Motorsports, pretty good at short tracks. Chase Elliott, really good at Martinsville, so this kind of feels like a little bit of a just little bit of a mismatch for me.
0: I agree, I agree, buddy. And if, I I don't think anybody's going to waste their um, their payback on Ross this weekend. He's probably safe unless he does something really boneheaded. Uh, but he hasn't had the pace at these these short tracks. He's a mile and a half magician, but but not really great um, on these shorties. So he was tenth overall in my matrix. Chase and Truex are both well, well above him in just about every category that matters. That's a layup. Happy to take that one. Uh, the next couple I might need some help with we're taking Blaney over Kyle Bush. We're taking Christopher bell over Kyle Larson. And then we're doing two half unit shots. Kez over Bubba Harvick over Hamlin. Uh, what stands out to you there?
1: Yeah. So Ryan Blaney is an interesting one. Blaney's a guy, um, his best racetrack is Phoenix. Uh, Blaney is a guy that's kind of made his hay on uh, these short tracks. Um, Richmond hasn't really been his best track, but he's been a lot better at Richmond recently. Uh, I like that. I like to see that. And uh, when you look at Kyle Busch, uh, he's admitted openly that RCR is not really uh, finding their way quite yet on these type kids kind of short tracks. He's I remember him even last year at Martinsville struggling very badly when he was with uh, JGR. So um, I'm I'm not feeling all that good about uh, Kyle Busch this weekend. We know he, he was good at the clash, but that's an exhibition race. So uh, I'm not sure, you know, how much motivation those guys have at that point in the season. So I'm looking at regular events. Uh, hasn't really been all that great for RCR and uh, Blaney's kind of uh, Blaney. I mean, I, He's a guy that's, you know, he won won last year for the all-star race. That was his only win for the year. So I I think Blaney, unfortunately, could be a guy that kind of is good when the pressure's off. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been the sixth best in qualifying at my, you know, Richmond and Martinsville matrix, which means they have the raw pace. So what's he going to do with it? Uh, This is another guy that hasn't won a race in a really long time. So it would probably be, Probably be good to to find his way back to victory lane. Um, his metrics back it up. Kyle Busch's don't. I mean, surprisingly, man, where where is he in this matrix? Um, I'm still searching. Wow, he's way down the list, and he's not even sticking out here. Kyle Busch, 16th, 16th. He's behind Priest and Almarola. guys like that. So uh, this feels like a good play. But tell me about. Um, Christopher Bell over Larson was that a numbers grab
1: numbers grab for me and uh kind of me looking at Martinsville again uh not directly I didn't really mention this to begin but I mean normally we like to take tracks and kind of see what they stack up against you know how they compare against certain other racetracks but North Wilkesboro is a really unique racetrack I mean you have you know elevation changes at this place this weekend, so you yes. kind of just have to do your best and take your closest shots, which would be like places like Richmond, like Martinsville. So that's kind of what the metric I'm using for this. And Bell has been really good at New ha- New Hampshire is another one, really good at New Hampshire, really good at Martinsville, pretty good at the road courses. So plus one fifteen a place where there's going to be some variance I think with the tires when you put them on etc. uh again I just feel like that's a great great price. Bell and Larson both going to be running trucks, both going to be getting track experience. So this feels more like a coin flip to me at plus 115. Couldn't agree more dude. Could
0: not agree more. Um you know it's 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 tough to fade Kyle Larson in this house so you know, we have to pick our spots and we have to do it at the right times. I think getting plus 120 is the right time. Um, no real advantage. One guy over the other, you know, with, with experience on no grip with, uh, track time. Cause like you said, they're both in trucks. So this feels like the spot, um, Kevin Harvick over Denny Hamlin. Uh, this was kind of a me thing, but we have a long history of conspiracy theories regarding paint schemes. Kevin Harvick throwing it back to that awesome 29 scheme um you know so what do you think he's probably gonna have some success
1: this weekend right yeah i, I really li- i like kevin harvick this weekend um Stuart haas in general has this has been their strongest type of racetrack you need these kind of short ovals that they've excelled really well that like we've already mentioned with ryan priest and mamarola and harvick is a harvick is a guy veteran guy really good on the tires knows how to just uh be easy on the gas. Take care of his equipment. Get to the finish. Richmond has been really good there. He won last year at Richmond. Uh, I would Richmond is probably the closest comp track there is to North Wilkesboro. So and even at Martinsville this year, Harvick was I think had one of, had one of his better races at that track. Even though he was at Martinsville, and he kind of put in a good showing. So I, I, I like Harvick this weekend. Hamlin was. Uh, Hamlin had some trouble last week at Darlington, kind of a high wear racetrack, and that was interesting to me because normally Hamlin's a guy that would uh, excel at a place like that. So, yeah, maybe buddy, he was got some question was, marks going on coming into this week. He was on a milk
0: carton last week. <laughs> that that guy was he was super slow. Uh, he talked about just they missed, and you know there was a myriad of issues last week. He talked about it on his show, uh, but but they just dead missed it after getting white hot. You know, for the the couple of weeks prior, so um, maybe they miss it again. But I like Harvick the way he approaches these these tire wear tracks. He's just a veteran guy. He can save his stuff. So I, I look for him to have some success. Um, yeah.
1: One one more thing, I gotta bring this up. Let's not forget that one. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I remember Hamlin basically quit at the end of the race. He, he just did to the pit road and said, "That's enough." We won what we want head to head on that cuz what he, happened there but he said loose he said he had a loose tire. Yeah. Which was so a crock of shit. I kind of I, I kind of question his motivation this weekend in
0: that regard. Yeah, and his integrity. Uh the guy's a the guy's a piece of work. Um <laughs> has anything else popped up, Steve? Uh you know throughout today and tonight that you'd like Is there any any value anywhere else? What what are you looking at?
1: If you're into the double fade, I I like Truex over Ross Chastain. Uh, If you remember Truex at Richmond, he was uh, in line to win that race until uh, the the team ran out of tires, and James Small, crew chief, didn't tell Truex that uh, he was on scuffs and kind of went to the back. So To no fault of Truex's own there, fell back to the field. Uh, I like Truex a lot at this type of racetrack as well. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: that sucked. We were on Truex that day too. It, it seems like yeah. all these these weird things
1: are outrights that we were on. Right, we, could, we just kind of keep going into the memory banks here and kind of we kind of think what could have been so oh. far this year. <laughs> well, we could have been retired, is, is what could have could have been. Yeah. But uh anything else, buddy? I don't see a whole lot. Um, we gotta kind of wait and see how they want to repost these uh, these odds here because they didn't have uh, the session today. So we got a little bit of a little bit of a data analysis to be done. So tomorrow, tomorrow is gonna be a big day for both series. A lot of action going on. So should be a good weekend for uh, if you like to see some racing. Yeah, I'm very excited,
0: buddy. And then next week is like the mecca of racing, you know, with the, the Indy 500, the Coke 600. It's going to be an awesome weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, right? Is that?
1: That's uh, correct. Yeah. yeah. Next, next Sunday is my favorite Sunday of the year. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so
0: I would urge anybody and everybody to join, join the book club. You can get access to all of our, plays pre-flop before practice before qualifying all of our additions uh at the degens t-h-e-d-e-g-e-n-s dot net you get a three-day free trial after that once you're hooked it's 25 bucks a month um you know and you get all the baseball plays all steve's golf plays uh everything from from all the shows kyle and i with the usfl and xfl arches baseball, arches darts. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you're a degenerate, that's where you need to be. TheDGens.net.
1: Uh, join us there. Steve, anything else? That's all I got. I'm looking forward to having a good weekend. Uh, let's, uh, I'm looking forward to turning the golf around a little bit this weekend in there. We know uh, it's been really good, though. So I, oh, yeah. I anticipate a, a good finish to the weekend. So, Yeah, we got we got uh, Scotty Scheffler live. Yeah, he, we almost grabbed that first round lead from him. Uh, Bryson Deshambo coming out of the woodwork this weekend, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: looking, looking like a whole different guy. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, listen in the book club where you can, you know, follow along with all these plays, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next. week.
1: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.